Hello, I'm Mallory Rubin. And I'm Van Lathan. Check out the Ringerverse podcast from The Ringer for all things superhero movies, nerd culture, and fandom entertainment. We have instant reviews and fun takes on all the latest news and more available now on Spotify. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Prestige TV podcast, November 1st, 2021. My name is Bill Simmons. I'm here with Joe House. We're going to talk about Curb Your Enthusiasm, season 11, episode two. And I'm here with my little angel muffin, Joe House. How are you, House? You don't get the wow, Bill Simmons. That's not the wow. I, I'll tell you the wow. That's not the wow. <laughs> uh, this is a weird episode. I think, I guess we're headed toward a season now where it's just going to be um, no no thread plot because the Netflix show is out. Young Larry is gone. Young Larry was murdered. I don't think it's gone. I just, I think it's, that's going to be the thread plot. He's going to shop the show. Maybe he'll find another taker. Maybe Netflix will come back. I hope Netflix comes back because I personally love Don Jr. Me too. And, and his little <laughs> assembly of <laughs> multifaceted uh, yeah. assistants. Yeah, who, who never who never say anything. Yeah, Don Jr. has emerged as the villain of the show, and with reason, because he's perfect. He's the perfect annoying, seems it, great on paper TV executive really who's full of shit. Is he? I mean, speaking I, of full of shit, like, well, he's Larry a urinal liar. No, he's not. This is the whole point. He, no, he I, went I don't to agree. the he went to the to the janitor, and as was demonstrated and proven. Beyond a reasonable doubt, in the last 50 seconds of the show, the janitor is a unreliable non-performer. Non-performer. I, I get it. I still don't believe Don Jr. He wouldn't have named the character Don Jr. unless it was a villain. He's trying to make a point. He's trying to say something. Let's uh let's talk about the storylines for this one. We had four storylines this time. Shorter episode, 35 minutes. Casting of young Larry. Jeff's abortion extortion. They really went for it with that one. That was their line cross for this one. It's like, Amazing. oh, my dental hygienist has extorted me for an abortion. Uh, unisex toilets being a complete disaster. And then Mary Ferguson, the sequel, which turned out about as well as Mary Ferguson, the first one. So we'll start with young Larry. Um, I they, I don't, who do you think they're trying to parody with that actor singer character? Who I feel like that was targeted at somebody, but I don't know who it was. I mean, it felt like I, I don't know because 
I have to confess, I had to look up Dylan O'Brien. I mean, I, I'm not, he's not in my walk of life, right? Young, the Teen Wolf on MTV, I didn't, I was not a devotee of that. And then the Maze Runner movies, yeah. uh, you know, that not, not all, not in my wheelhouse, but it felt like generic uh, Hollywood millennial. I don't know. Is there, is there a particular one you can, I was trying to think, into? is it, I, it, there seemed like a little Jared Leto in there. Okay. When Jared Leto, you know, years ago when he when he was a rising actor, but then had that band. Some of these people have had at actor bands, but he was clearly parroting somebody because when he was singing "Peaches" by the Presidents of the United States of America and really, really adding some gusto, I felt like somebody was being targeted there. I just wasn't smart enough to know who. Isn't Jared Leto the one who was fronting the band for a bit? Wasn't that Jared yeah, Leto? That's a but that, but that was 15 years ago. So I yeah, don't know okay. if that was him, but maybe it's just the concept of these actors who think they can also sing. I thought Dylan O'Brien was really good. I loved him. I hope he's back. I, he, he's my secret underrated, um, MVP. Of, oh, of no this question. Show. He's, he, he's MVP up too. Unless we're just going to give it to JB every episode, which I'm happy to do. He's maybe he's the non JB MVP. It was a guest appearance by Dylan yeah. O'Brien, but hopefully he he sticks around for a little bit because that was terrific. The dog, him him holding the dog backstage. At, I loved his concert performance. I thought that was so good. I loved how he sang Peaches and he was like doing like the over, you know, like the thrusts and stuff. I thought that was really funny. I also like that there wasn't a lot of people there. I, the whole thing was perfectly conceived perfectly executed from the perspective. And I, I really don't want to confess how relatable I found it, but perfectly being, being an old person at a concert. An old person yeah. at a concert. You and I are being jet. That's us at a Super Bowl party. <laughs> hey, Holy shit. Too this loud. is so loud. Oh yeah. My oh my God. What's happening? This, this stinks. This stinks. It's not any you know, good. One of the things that the show has really tapped into this year, and I don't know how intentional it is, but just how old Jeff and Larry seem now. They had that wide shot of them in the concert and they just looked like two old buddies who were just in the wrong place. It was really smart. Well, to pick up on one of the uh, other plot lines, I was amazed that Larry did not fall into the toilet. I mean, among, when yeah. speaking, the unisex, the, the urinal, the seat, Larry yeah. wants the seat to be up. He wants to put it up. He doesn't want to touch the seat. He won't use his hands. To yeah. prop the seat up. He's using his feet. He climbs up on the 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 bowl. Uh, I just am shocked that he did not go into the bowl at some point. I was, I I thought that was a little bit of a force out of our four storylines, the unisex sure. toilets, because they're annoying. But let's be honest, we're guys. We're, we'll just aim for the for the middle where there's no seat. We're not. If the thing's halfway up, I'm peeing anyway. I'm not going to lose sleep over whether it's all the way up, all the way down. I, well, I know you agree with me on that one. Uh, that It's an obvious yes, but Larry explained he does not have the same urethral discipline that he enjoyed as a younger <laughs> man. His urethral <laughs> discipline is, is, is waned a bit. <laughs> yeah, so when we get to the funny bits part, I thought there were a lot of like tiny funny bits that yes. were clearly written down and uh on a, on a notebook. I got I forgot to add urethra discipline. All right. Um, all right. So the, the unisex thing was probably, that was probably the most forced plot. 
the abortion extortion, I guess every episode they're just going to try to cross the line. This one was just a matter of fact abortion extortion. They would hush down when Susie reentered the room. Oh, Su- Susie's here. Let's not talk about the abortion. The most amazing thing, really, at the guts of it is how much sex Jeff Garland has. How, yeah. does, how does Jeff get that much sex? Even Larry says, like, you're, you're amazing. How, how do you pull this off? Yeah. I mean, from Bam Bam Funkhauser to the dental hygienist it's, to I whoever mean, else. Yeah, yeah he's a horny a guy. He's a, he, and, and he's always getting it in. He's like yeah. he's like a, a character from uh, uh, Real World. So we had that one. That was, I, I thought that dentist one and the, the Greek music, I, on the weaker side of, of the high end of Curb, I would say. Well, you know, this episode in terms of pushing forward some of the season-long plot lines and reestablishing Larry's petty annoyances, a couple of the petty annoyances, like the Greek music, went just a tiny bit, you know. We we remember what a cranky old dick Larry is. Yeah. And it, we, we got, like, you know, a dozen cranky old dick moments with him. I just think, like, nobody would play Greek music at a dentist's office. I don't see that, like, really loud music like that. I just loud. don't see it happening. Yeah, it wasn't realistic. They were not going to do that. Dentists are always, like, worried about the patients. They're not just going to be like, you've entered my domain. Here we go. So I, I mean, felt like it was, force. If it was quieter, I could understand it. Yeah. Uh, the last story, the Mary Ferguson, too. She was in, what, three scenes total? I she wanted crushed more. it. Yeah. Uh, she Can she come back? Are we getting her again? Can. Well, you know, he's got to look for Mary. She, she was the deuce. He calls her number two, the deuce. <laughs> yeah, he called her the deuce. the deuce. We need we need more of the deuce. I mean, hopefully there's a, a continuing plot line of Angel Muffin's recovery, Larry paying, because Larry's already, you know, they, they drew the parallel between the abortion extortion and now Angel Muffin's uh, recovery plan. So hopefully there's a lot right. more of, of Mary Ferguson, the deuce. Mary Ferguson, the deuce was played by Charlotte Newhouse, who I couldn't really find anything about on on the IMDb and on the internets. The last time she was in a show called Mike Tyson Mysteries as a voice, she was in a show called I'm Sorry for one episode. She was an idiot sister, idiot sitter for four years playing Billy, but really like a big step up for for Charlotte. I thought she was really funny. You've stumbled into something here. There is an incredible parallel between her background or sort of, you know, modest background and and the plot line of the show, the the lack of any background whatsoever for Mar- Maria Sophia. Like, right. the, the whole thing is about, can we get Maria Sophia's tape? Don Jr. just wants to see the tape. It's a fair enough request. <laughs> Don <laughs> Jr. Why is Don Jr. so funny? <laughs> because it's, it's Every just... Every time he says it, I laugh my ass up. And the guy kind of looks Don Jr. too. I, he just, it's it's a wonderful conceit. But I love what you've done here in terms of your own sleuth. The parallel? Yeah. Of, of Mary Ferguson, the deuce, and uh, Maria Sophia, and, and just, you know... Ma- She's a discovery in the same way Maria Sophia is a discovery. Does she do theater? Does she do theater? (laughs) Does she do theater? Charlotte Newhouse does theater. So we had four, eh, four and a half really good scenes. I loved lunch with Mary Ferguson too. When the whole concept of, can I have, can I try some of the steak? I can't, I'm bringing it up for my dog, but Larry's paying for the meal was so good. Plus it was a lot of steak. Joe House definitely would have just 
You wouldn't have even asked. You would have just leaned over and started eating would've. the steak. It is kind of weird, though. Why didn't Why did Larry ask for a bite of the steak? If you're at a lunch with somebody that you've just met, do you ask for that person's food? I, I can't believe you're the one asking me that question. I've seen you <laughs> lean I'm over and about eat people's societal, food. <laughs> I'm talking about societal norms. I mean, I literally almost picked up my buddies. There was chicken noodle soup, uh, you know, after I played golf yesterday. And I mean, he was like, oh, this is too salty. If he had not just gotten over COVID, if he was not just in, in his antibody, yeah, I, I was going to start with that spoon. Eating the soup. The spoon, yeah, because it looked magnificent. I didn't want to order my own soup. Yeah, I think Larry just, without asking, leans over and grabs a steak. I, especially <laughs> if he's paying. Just grabs one Just grabs one of the five slices. Also, she had a tiny dog. She wasn't bringing home five pieces of steak for that dog, Angel well, Muffin. An Angel Muffin couldn't eat, have eaten all five slices. I mean, come, come on. Come on, Deuce. JB Smoove has a lot of wheelhouses on this show, but I love when Larry's arguing with somebody JB and JB Smoove is just the third person in the scene and he's just reacting and making faces. I think he's been unbelievable. Heroic performance by him through two episodes. Easily, easily the winner of the season so far. Uh, Next best scene was Larry going to a concert. I love that for reasons we discussed the old guy stuff, putting napkins in their ears and the performance. I thought that was the best scene. Terrifically. Cheryl, the re- it, it gave us the vehicle for Cheryl's reintroduction into the so magnificent in that respect. So you've given up the dream of Cheryl. I, let's not even talk about it. I don't want to have, have to edit. Yes, well, I've given from, it up. From 2000 to 2008, it was every time Curb, when they Begging showed the, for it, the initials at the it. beginning, you were always hoping for the N or the SSC. Yes. It just never happened. Yes. She's a dignified actress. She didn't she didn't want to just do give you a cheap thrill, Joe House. I understand. I admire it. The Dylan O'Brien fight was the third best scene. Um I loved it. just really good. That guy really kind of hung with Larry in a real way. The you fact know? that the edible <laughs> my the edible's kicking edible in. Plane. I'm about to do yoga. The edible's kicking in. Yes. That I'm telling was- you, that that I'm gonna find out. By the by, the time we do the next one of these, I'm going to find out who Dylan O'Brien was parroting. Good, because we had dogs, we had over the top musical performances, we had edibles and yoga. That guy, that was somebody. I'm going to find out. Uh, the next one was the Angel Buffin intro when Larry finds out the dog is named Angel Buffin. I thought that was really funny because I've had people in my life that you're like, really? That's what you named your dog? <laughs> you're going to be outside calling that dog's name? You can't. And you can't. Because if you reveal any of those. I can't. Those There's, ill I names, they'll know. Two, the people will know. I have two in particular that are like, <laughs> I really? Can't wait. You have That's to tell me afterwards. Afterwards. Oh, I need my to hear. God. Uh, so I think though, any other best scenes for you? Uh, well, I mean, I, I did just picking up on on the JB Smooth, his breakdown of Greek music is being very specific and the music that he uses to get into bed. He, and the Boston stripper, Nova, yeah. He had to put the yeah. clothes on and then to take the clothes off. And what he requests, that, 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 that conscientious, you know, uh, uh, medical professionals will ask, what, what music would you like? You know what Curb's doing this year? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's Larry in some sort of fine dining stage of his real life, but they're weaving in like top-notch LA restaurants this season because there oh. was a ball. There was a ball tear, um, 
they did the wide shot of Baltair and then they went in the restaurant, but that's one of the top restaurants in LA. So I'm wondering if there's like a little house of carbs angle Ooh. with, uh, with curb this year where he, it's just like, maybe it's a Joe house curb enthusiasm season 11 food tour where you just really Baltair is one of the, one of the good ones though. So I, I don't know what he's up to with that. And I think season one, the first episode, I think they did one too. Usually they would always go to the same restaurant, but this year they're, they're kind of prancing around. Was Baltair where they had the steak? Yeah. That looked really good. No, Baltair, Baltair was where he was with Jeff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the steak place looked good too. Uh, Funny bits for this one. There's a lot of them. As I said, he emptied the notebook. The, the pee before you leave rule is one of his credos. Great one. Where do you stand on that? Where do you stand on pee before you leave? I don't, fortunately for us, we're not quite at Larry's stage of life is the way I'll put it. So it's not front of mind for me, but I will, you know, confess like, you know, once a week I do pee planning, pee pee planning once a week. Like, oh, I'm about to go jump in the Uber and I'm going to head to this place or whatever. Let me knock one out just to be nice and and clear before the, you know, the next set of events are, are, are in front of me. This is one of my dad's. My dad is a long time pee before you leave subscriber, including like if the apocalypse was about to happen and we're like, dad, we have to get out of here. The world's going to blow up in four minutes. It's like, hold on, hold on. I'm just going to pee. Be <laughs> one of those. Your dad and Larry, that's the demo. They're the demo. Right. Well, and Sean Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Shots. Sean <laughs> Fantasy. Really small bladder. Really small bladder on that Irish kid. Did, she, did Sean Fennessy want that on this podcast today? Yeah, I don't care. We're not editing it out. He pees a lot. It's <laughs> <laughs> fact. Uh, poor Sean Put that Fennessey. on the big picture Twitter feed. He deserves uh, better. He's a, he's a, he's a peer. Um, next funny bit, dog over man for leftovers. It's That's you know a real it's thing. A, that's a, a real question, plot. too. Yeah. I think that's legit. Yeah. If you have to make a decision between sharing food with somebody that you just met at the or, table or holding on to some amount of it. Maybe, maybe she didn't need to hold on to all of it, but because the, the doggy bag, I under, it's a legit conundrum. Legit. The real question here with doggy bags, as you know, I have multiple dogs, too many. Every day I root for Olivia to maybe go to that great light That's in the not sky. Nice. So we cut down for 30. No, I do. I I'm not rooting for that. I think about it. Um, when you bring food home from a restaurant, almost always it leads to a diarrhea. So oh, they it, can never handle they it. They can't so handle it. The whole no. concept of a doggy bag is just like, oh, let me bring that home for my dog so that my I can wake up to a big shit at four in the morning. <laughs> or That's, a puke. I would puke never like, like Angel Muppin, who's puking in Larry's right, house. Exactly. I had a veal chop on Saturday night. From the That ball. is not for dogs. I'm not bringing it. We had some left. I wasn't like, oh, cool. I'll bring this home for Murph because it, no. it would have been a 430 shit. Yes. Uh, what it, What was the another funny bit? The urethra? What did he call it? The urethra? Urethral discipline. Urethral discipline. Yeah. I thought that was good. I liked I, if if these if those pants touch the floor, they go in the incinerator. That was the line that I wrote down. <laughs> that, that was good. Like, because it really adds to the gymnastics of the whole thing, which is another reason why I thought for sure he was going to end up in the bowl. And maybe as the season progresses, he'll end up in the bowl. But it what a I mean, it was a really a physical act by by Larry. He he climbed up, he was turning around, he got yeah. himself to a place where he could pee straight down. I mean, it was very impressive. 
Where do you stand on your own urethra discipline, scale of one to 10? Where are you right now at this point in your life? I'm Meaning, like, a, I got to say I'm like a nine and a half. Meaning the ability to have the it aiming. all. Like, are oh, you like I'm a Tom Brady? Are you kidding? I'm yeah. excellent at I aiming I still feel like still. we're good. I feel like yeah, 10 years from now we could be in trouble. Maybe so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm definitely more. Larry's in the Ben Roethlisberger stage where you just don't know where the ball is going when you're throwing it. You might, you might be a grounder. You might be sailing it. You have no idea. I feel like I'm I'm still more Mac Jones. Not Mac Jones yesterday, but Mac Jones on paper. Okay. Uh, Larry's ratty towels. <laughs> so my dad is a ratty towel guy. They don't have holes in them. It's just like they look like they've seen better days. It's like, go get some new towels. Well, the thing that could work, and I'm surprised Larry, of all people, doesn't have the... The, the guest towels, like a whole set of towels for, for Leon and for everybody else that comes into his house. Yeah. That's you get those towels, not the ratty towels. Cause Larry likes the ratty towels. He's a pat. He likes to pat dry. I understand every, every aspect of what he's describing, but like the big fluffy plush towel, let that be for everybody else. And he never has to come into contact with them. Where do you stand on towels? Are you a ratty towel or a fluffy towel guy? I'm I'm in between. It depends on whether I'm showering for efficiency, utility, or whether it's a luxurious, I'm just, I want to be in the shower for 20 minutes. I want the hot water to hit all of my achy bones. I'm going to sit yeah. here and just enjoy this. Plush towel for the long shower, thin, thinner towel, pat dry towel for the utility shower. Mm. And I, I have like, both. I like fluffy towels, but the problem with fluffy towels Sometimes they have the little threads that come off them when I'm putting my contacts Ooh. and I get like the thread on my eye and then I Man. put the contact in. I got like the big thing. Then, then it's, then it's, that is a danger. In, That's a danger. That's a danger with the fluffy towel. They shed. Arrival time etiquette. I thought was good. Never. I've never understood that either. It does feel like you're being judged how early you got there before the appointment. I like that one. The, the lady who sat in the middle seat of the three-seat thing at the doctor's office was great. It's, it's just a, a I, snap always of the finger. Me. Just a yeah. snap of the finger. Really? The middle? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he he says a, it. We all think it, and he says it. Dentist office music we covered. Who, who said vets are like car mechanics? That was JB. Yes. That you, you go in, and they're just adding stuff to the bill, and you don't know what's going on. That's right. I thought that was great. I think vets are among the biggest crooks we have in society. My wife has changed vets multiple times, and I think they, over and over again, add things, exaggerate things, make up things, and they, and they charge highway robbers, especially in L.A., because everybody's got a fucking dog here. And they they just make up their own prices. It's unbelievable, and nobody can say anything. That's exactly right. They they're dialed into the psychological vulnerability. Of course, you're going to do anything at yeah. any any cost for your. It did make me angry for 45 seconds because I just had an experience with a car mechanic where the car mechanic we needed brakes and rotors replaced in a car that I don't want to say how old it is, but it's more than five years old, and we've had to do it multiple times. Because we live in the city yeah. and I'm going to say this delicately. My wife is a tiny bit heavy on the brake. She mm. sees something, anything coming at her from any angle, bam, we're on the brakes. And so these brakes and rotors have need to be replaced a number of, of, of different times. And these guys did the old bait and switch. Oh, he, oh, that was just the price for the parts. Here's the price for the labor. 
and it's like you know it's a yeah it's the a labor rear, it's a full it's, rear ender it's a it's, full rear ender it's two hundred dollars an hour for the labor yeah uh and then the last one were the earplugs at the concerts which so I had a question about that I feel like our hearing is worse. As we get older, right? Like I'm really yeah, concerned about my. Course. So why do you need earplugs? What do you mean? At a why concert? do you need earplugs? Because you can't hear anything anyway. Well, because still, it's the the sheer sonic wall is still bad for your ears. You're if you're starting with ears that are declining already, you yeah. don't want. Oh, the, my my dogs wanted to make an appearance. Uh, they they you you don't want additional Im- impairment for and and anytime you go to a concert, you're in a in a small room like like. Uh, yeah, Dylan O'Brien so just in the intro. La- all right, I get it. Yeah. I don't know. I I would never do that. Um. All right, Larry, non-Larry MVP, non-Larry cast MVP, is the guy who played Dylan O'Brien. I think this. I time. I agree. Although I really love the Angie plotline, and I hope that it continues. I hope the abortion extortion continues. Part of the conceit that that drove me absolutely bonkers that I I couldn't get enough of is the idea that Larry is the one that Jeff asked to go on the secret mission. Larry's the one that's going to go gather the intelligence about Angie. Right. Jeff should know Angie... by now. Oh, He's done exactly. it for 30 years. He's, exactly. He couldn't pick a worse person. Magnificent. Magnificent. Yeah. I love uh, it. Larry cast MVP. I think JB, JB wins two episodes in a row. Two episodes in a row. It's JB. Susie. He might sweep. He might sweep every. <laughs> Susie is now a caricature of Susie, which I'm I'm kind of fine with. Um, but yeah, it, I, it's it's tough to, to overdo JB. They give JB such rich opportunities to share some of life's tiny moments, tiny pleasures. The music thing, in with stripper, out with Bossa Nova. I mean, that's just. Jeff's that's been really stuff. good this season. Jeff's um, been terrific. So you you think we see Dylan O'Brien again or no? I hope so. I have no idea. I mean, it's you know, it's, and you it's think curved. they're gonna you think they're gonna shop Young Larry again? Oh God, yes, absolutely. I think that's that's gonna carry us because we we we're gonna see a lot more. We already know that we're gonna see Maria Sophia. They're gonna do a tape for Maria Sophia, even though the Netflix is out. They know now. Oh, we better have a tape of Maria Sophia, and Cheryl is gonna do it. And this upcoming third episode is, is I'm already, you know, why don't you pull some Hollywood strings and get us that episode so we can watch it now? I might be able to do that. Actually, don't. I like watching it on Sundays better. It's more fun. It gets my Sunday night. I have all Sunday night football plus succession plus curb is right now. You know, what, what a time to be alive. I do Sunday night football, do my podcast with Sal. Finish the pod, go right upstairs and bang out curb. But Amazing. I got the I got the succession screeners ahead of time. So I watch those on Friday nights. Okay. You're allowed. You have the, your time for them. Episode three, banger. Succession. I'm, banger. I'm watching succession after curb now. Because curb comes on really? at, at, at 10 30 on the East Coast. And that means I can see most of what's happening with Sunday night football. And then I want because succession requires a kind of attention. Especially yeah. like like the the detail curb you don't curb I'm taking quick notes for this podcast so we can have yeah. some hahas. Succession is like big stuff that's happening. There are bi- I need to I need to ponder it a little bit. So it's like I'm watching it around midnight now. That's a twice show for me. Yeah, sure. First time I'm watching just for the plot and just to be surprised by things. Second time I'm actually watching to try to understand what they did. All right, curb season uh, episode two, season eleven in the books. I'm gonna give it. I think it's a B. It's a B. Yeah. Yeah, it's a B. Solid I B. Think, first show was an A minus. I think this one was a B. I think this season has a lot of promise. 
Uh, House, good to see you. We can hear you on Fairway Rolling. We can hear you on Friday, Ringer NFL Show. Listen to uh, the rewatchables tonight. The three heat is coming. Wow. You're not allowed to say who who, who the special guest is? That's somebody who was involved with the movie. That's all I'm going to say. Amazing. Um, This podcast was produced by Isaiah Blakely. We will see you tomorrow on this feed with Sex Education with uh, Juliet and Joanna. We're going to be breaking that down. So see you then. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.